0: What is up, and welcome back to Beyond the Arc with Brandon Silvers. As always, I am your host, Brandon Silvers. All right, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. If you know me, you know that is something that is near and dear to my heart. So I had to bring on an expert, and this is an expert that you should know a South Carolina football legend, but he's doing so much more than that. He is a typist, a poet. Co-founder of Zen M M&M. and M. When I say it is an honor and a pleasure, it is an honor and a pleasure to welcome Marcus Lattimore. Marcus,
1: thank you for joining me, man. I'm 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 happy. I'm happy to be on. I, I really am, uh particularly because of the subject. Definitely, and uh, because of how gracious you've been in, in, in communication and just. Um, exploring having the willingness to explore like you know what, what's what been up uh, that that means a lot to me it does uh, because it's just uh, quite frankly I don't I don't really hear a lot uh, I don't I don't really hear from a lot of people back at home since I moved to the west coast and that's I mean obviously that's because of the distance and Cause things have changed, but yeah, this is, uh, this is awesome. So thank you.
0: No, man. I mean, just keeping up with you post football and seeing everything you've accomplished. And we're going to get into that obviously, but it's been inspiring in a way that when someone accomplishes all that you accomplished on the football field, you, you might think, all right, they did their, their inspirational part for the universe but you seem to be going even further above and beyond with this stuff so i'm excited to get into it and uh let everybody else know what you've been up to
1: yeah man it's it's kind i mean it a lot of it has to do with just being bored being bored after the game was over with and trying to figure out what to do with my time you know when you don't when you don't have any other skill you know uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day his name's Chris Borland and he played linebacker at the University of Wisconsin he played a year for the San Francisco 49ers he said we go from being masters at one thing to trying to find something else to be a beginner at And I mean, that kind of hit me because it's just like, man, it's just been so tough transitioning out of something that you did your whole life um, and and, and trying to, trying to, and and it's, I mean, it's just been, uh, it's really been a journey.
0: Well, okay. So, so let's kind of start there. So physically speaking, you look at everything that you accomplished on the football field breaking records, uh, S- SEC Freshman of the Year, All-American, everything uh, leading to South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame, and then even the, the rehabbing of both the knee injuries. To me, I look at that and I'm like, this is a dude who knows how to take care of his body, his physical being. When did you become aware that, okay, there's another part of me a mental side of me
1: that I need to be given some attention to wow um you mentioned you, you mentioned the accolades you mentioned the awards uh ever since I've been 16 you know you grew up in the state of South Carolina you play football at a prominent high school you're going to be very visible you know just from the from the beginning and You know, I thought that visibility and that attention and that success and those awards and those accomplishments, I thought that equated to happiness, you know, but I didn't really have a definition of happiness. Um, I just saw people that I looked up to, that's what they were doing. Seemed like they were pretty happy. Um, and you know, I get to a point in life where you know, I. You know, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but um, I received probably the most uh, prestigious award that, that that I've received in my career, and that's being inducted into the University of South Carolina Hall of Fame in 2019. And I thought that would do it for me. I thought that I thought that would fulfill this thing uh that that was missing inside of me um you know and and that night was really telling because you know i i just didn't feel what i thought that i would feel um and that's i don't know what i was looking for if i'm just being if i'm being honest i don't because i didn't have any frame of reference for what 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 a healthy mind was like, what a uh, what what happiness felt like, what joy felt like. I didn't have a frame of reference for it because I was just climbing this ladder. Um, so it was that moment. It was it was 2019. So it, I mean, very. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of recent. That's only four years ago. Where where I where I felt like okay, there's something something's not right. Um, and that was the catalyst to kind of say that I need to look at everything around me. I need to look at my environment. I need to look at myself. I need to look deep, deep, deep into myself and feel like, okay, what have I learned? Um, what is success? Uh what is, what, what are all of these Grand words Th- these known words, but they're grand words. what do they actually mean to me?
0: Wow, so because I remember reading that because I mentioned Marcus, a typist, a poet, also uh just I don't know how you would categorize, but you write i've I've read some of your blog posts before, and I remember reading what you wrote about that night and then kind of comparing and contrasting that with what you have written and maybe you you can let the people know uh better than me but with the the feeling of ecstasy when you're in Williams Bryce everyone's cheering for you like you said with uh talking about with Chris Borland you are the master of this What is it like to, to the difference between like, what was it like being in Willie B preparing to play and the golf between those two feelings? Like, what was that like? Wow.
1: Um, It's, you know, what I, what, what I realized about any, any craft that we put our energy towards. If you if you put enough hours into anything if you if you practice if you if you just keep doing it you keep doing it when when, when there's time for um when there's time for a live performance when it when, when it's time to put the pads on um you fall into this state of like just flow um being in Willie B, you know, the, again, like this is something man, I, I I have to retract a little bit because of my upbringing and where I come from. Like growing up in Duncan, going to Burns High School, we had what like we we had a particular mindset because we had such like like effective coaches, so like our coaches were awesome. Like they just, they prepared us in a way that, I mean, we like we, we were certain that we were going to go out there and win. And it was because of how we practiced. And, you know, like, so this mindset had been developed from a very young age of practice, practice, repetition, repetition, um, going at high speeds, uh, like performing at high speeds, performing at a high level, high intensity, like, but also being calm within that moment. That my, that that was that was programmed in me when I came to Carolina. And you know, you get in front of eighty thousand people. It only just it, it like it only amplifies because that's just all energy, you know, and it's just all like electricity, like just running through you. So it's. um that feeling is it's, it's, it's from like a third person perspective. It's it's an out of body Mm -hmm. experience because it's just so, uh, you're so in the moment that you become the moment. Um, and I feel like, I feel like that's what attracts me to typing live poetry. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm able to have a little pressure, uh, have a little nervousness, I have a little excitement. Um, and, and it's all in that moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so that feeling that that is what I've been missing ever since I left the game of football, that feeling of going, in, preparing for something, practicing, and then going into a flow. Um, I, I know that I've been like kind of destined to perform, um, do things, do things live because that that's just my that's my makeup and um, that that feeling compared to the Hall of Fame feeling. I, I I was such in a state ever since I left the game. I wasn't. I didn't have the uh, the wherewithal, and I didn't have the 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 direction to put that energy towards something else. Mm. So when I got to the Hall of Fame banquet, and I felt empty, I realized that I was missing, I was missing, I was missing something to 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 make me to to what was my reason for getting up. You know i feel like like we're we're such creatures that, that we have to have meaning in our life um and i didn't for a long time i didn't have meaning in my life i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life you know when i retired from the niners so it was just trying things and not sticking with them um trying things and just given you know just half ass effort because i just didn't find i just didn't know what lane was mine and um that night showed me that after that night i started writing a lot just because i i didn't know how else to articulate what was happening inside of me um so that night was huge it was painful. Um, it was surprising, but it was huge because I just had, I had to let something out. I had to let these things out. That was, that, that were bother me. And I, you know, I had developed so many habits, so many destructive habits throughout that time because I didn't know what to do with my time. And, you know, and it was just, you know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not proud of some of the things that I've like, I, I, I did, from the time i left football until that night it was me searching 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 and um inevitably finding nothing um so
0: so you talked about you you found writing and with football i think of it hyper masculine sport tough uh, I believe you've even written about how you're kind of trained to just say, "I'm okay, nothing's wrong." Yeah. How do you kind of break off that scar tissue essentially, and be able to release it through the pen?
1: Still working. Still working. It's st- it's still a, it's still a a uh, function in my mind that. Uh, operates tries to operate on a daily basis um and you know through sitting and uh just breathing and going on walks you know i'm able to see when that voice comes up of um i'm good you know i have I, i i have such this um ever since I've been like, like, like nine years old, like I I started this pattern of like lying, um, avoiding making up stories in my head. And, you know, we, we all go through trauma within our household. And, um, those things I've explored through therapy, those things I've explored through journaling, but it's just, that, that functions is, it still operates. Uh, I, I can, I can go in, I can still go into a shell and pretend like everything's okay. And that is, uh, that mindset just hasn't that way of being hasn't served me well. Um, so, you know, I make it a point, I make it a point now to when I feel like I'm about to hide something, I voice it right there in the moment. And I'm usually by myself. Um, I'm usually by myself when it's happening. I'll, I'll say, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling just so, and when I voice it, j- j- just so I don't go into the, into the coping habits of the things that I do when I'm lonely. When I'm lonely, I like to eat a lot of sugar. When I'm lonely, I like to, watch a lot of tv those things are okay in moderation but like i realized those two things like sugar the tv um those two things kind of can have a grip on me and i don't even realize it if i don't voice that i'm lonely you know my wife has been gone for like the past two weeks she's back at home i have to like i have to write about how i feel or um i just go into a place that i it's just not me i don't like who i am when i'm repressing my emotions so um b it's still it's still a function that's it's still in there it still works uh but i but i'm able to notice i'm able to notice when um that toxic it, it is i mean it's a toxic masculinity mindset and the only way that you can play the game of football is to be tough and, you know i mean there's it, only one way to play the game and that's violent so you know when, when and you earn your respect through violence so that's how i earn my respect i gotta I'm no longer a football player. I hadn't been a football player for the past 10 years, almost 10 years. So it's like, I don't need that function anymore. I don't, I don't need that mindset. Um, and you know, guys who are playing football right now, they don't, the, 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 the challenge is how to learn how to cut that on and cut that off, you know, cut that, you you need that mindset in football. I'm good, I'm good. You, you gotta keep going. You gotta, you gotta have grit. But as a you know person walking through society, it, it's it can be damaging in some ways.
0: Man, I, I was over here like smirking to myself because of how much of me I heard in that, because uh like in from probably fourth grade. Until I graduated high school, I struggled with a very severe social anxiety disorder where there were some years of school where I couldn't even go to school because I was so nervous. I'd have these terrible panic attacks. It was awful. And one of the ways I got out of it was I was never nervous playing basketball. Mm. So I was like, if I take my basketball mentality and just carry it over to real life, then I should be good. And that did help me. Except if you're not turning off like that competitiveness, you are miserable to be around. You are a toxic person. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I'm still working on like, okay, everything doesn't have to be a competition. I don't always have to try to just destroy my opponent. Like I can go enjoy game night and laugh and cut up. But hearing you say that just really resonated with me because I was like, man, I've been there, done that. And it is a struggle because it's not like it was all bad because I was able to get through the anxiety issues. I was able to, I didn't, I wouldn't Marcus Lattimore basketball, but division two, that was played division two because of this. So there was some good, but then it's like, how do you, you can't always just take the benefits. Sometimes you got to take the bad too
1: it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing. It, it's uh, um, man. I be, I hear you, man. It's, 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 it's just not a thing that, um, you know, we, we, we learned that that is that's, that's the way that, that that's the mindset. That's the only mind. That's the only way to walk through life. Um, and so many, so many messages around us reinforce that, you know, uh, well, it, it's, it's reinforced on a daily basis, but it's, um, uh, you know, the, the softer side within us, it, it, it also has so, it has so much power. It has just as much power as, uh, the, the mask, the, the, the feminine side has just as much power as the masculine side, Amen. You know? that's the beauty in it. Like you can, you can be the best of both worlds. It, you know, once you, re- once you recognize that, um, you know, I don't have to, and, and I don't have to operate this way. I don't have to operate as the, the, the status quo. Um, so it's a, it's an everyday challenge, everyday challenge. And, and you know, it, it really just takes, you know, personally, you know, from, 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 what I've learned and, you know, just, just growing as a person, um, it takes a, just having patience, patience with yourself and, you know, realizing that, I mean, heck with, I mean, we're, we're, we're on earth school. We're, we're not meant to be, we're, we're never meant to be perfect. So.
0: So what was that like for you? You talk about being patient with yourself. You talked about how you did some things that you aren't proud of. Yeah. And then you're also the public figure, Marcus Lattimore, where I imagine there's an immense pressure to put on this facade and be perfect. So how were you able to get to a point where you were able to, I guess, forgive yourself for not being perfect and almost embrace it. Mm. And I say embrace it because perfection in my mind should not be the goal. Yeah. Because it's it's unattainable. Um but but yeah, how were you able to to get to that point because I imagine that's very crucial for growth as well.
1: Yeah. There's a writer by the name of Parker Palmer, and he says, you know, it's it's this quote that really, really sticks with me that he says. He says that wholeness, wholeness is uh accepting that your brokenness is an integral part of your being. Hmm. Wholeness is accepting that brokenness is an integral part of your, your being. We all come from, we all have our own set of societal circumstances. You know, like ever since we've been seven years old, eight years old, I mean, we, we just, we've been all of these things around us determine what's going to happen. Our household, uh, first of all, our immediate family, and then our household, and then our friends, and then our community. Like, um, it was when I look back at being 16 years old. 16 years old, I score my first. The first game that I ever play in is on ESPN. I score a touchdown and life life just changes at that moment um everybody knows who you are and you know this is a 15 year old uh 15 16 year old you know everybody knows who you are um your hor- your hormones are raging at that time you know so you, you're you you're, you're becoming familiar with your body people are becoming familiar with you um Teachers treat you different. Um, there's just so many factors that, that 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 play into the evolution of who I became, and you know, I get to South Carolina, and I, I mean, yes, obviously, it just amplifies. Um, you know, so I I look at my story, and I see, I I just see someone who um lacked he lacked the guidance and i mean uh, you know i I retract that he had guidance it was just so many factors and variables in his way that 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 kind of pulled pulled him that way pulled him this way pulled him that way and you know i those things those habits that I developed like you know just the way I treated women um no really no frame of reference for how to treat women you know like the you know I was I was drinking and you know not saying that anything's wrong with drinking there's nothing wrong with drinking there's nothing wrong with smoking it's just like when you start to hide those things um when you start to repress those things, but but because of the, the the image that you have to that you that you have to display on a daily basis, that becomes that becomes a problem when you when you just hide it and you don't recognize it as it this is this is a part of you as well. All right. You smoke, you drink, you have sex, you're a college student. Um you don't have to hide that. Um is that kind of the same thing at
0: play? when now you're you're feeling lonely and so you say i'm lonely
1: and so is it the same type mechanism it's the same that's the, that's the same arena and that and that is the that is the main reason that is the main reason i do it i'm i'm i feel like i was just such when i started to learn about myself i became a almost a radical when it comes to like freedom of expression freedom of like confession because i just realized the power in it the power in all of these things that you hide inside yourself the moment that you acknowledge them the moment that you recognize them recognize them acknowledge them and then voice it the just the 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 free the freedom that you feel now I've, I've, again, you, you just continue to grow as a person and you realize you don't have to be so, um, like just defy, I, I don't have to be a defiant person, but I do have to express my emotions. Um, and, and, and it, the root of it started from hiding when I was 16, just, just hiding all of these things. And you know i i grew up a christian i grew up in a christian household so a christian didn't do those things so of course i'm going to hide those things of course and then i'm 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 everywhere i go i'm this um you know everybody sees me as this person you know in a particular light they see me as I mean, a a, a public figure and somebody to look up to. So, of course, I'm not going to say those things out loud, but I I repressed them as a person um, unknowingly at the time. And, you know, you, heck, you grow, you live and you learn, and you realize that ain't, that's not the way. That that ain't what you want to do.
0: And I think that speaking of, of, like toxic masculinity, I know the common stereotype with if you do share your emotions, like you're being you're being feminine or whatever. So sometimes I wonder what your thoughts on this. Are women more emotional, or or do they just share more emotions than we do as men?
1: And I I just believe they have more courage than we do. Yes, because I'm like, when I think
0: about, I used to think, man, I am not emotional, but I certainly was. All my emotions were just coming out as anger. Absolutely. Sadness was anger. This was anger. Fear was anger. I was like, I have all these emotions, but I programmed myself to put them out in the world as this. And then I was ashamed of having those emotions, like you talked talked about with your shame, and I found it like when you are ashamed of something, it's kind of like a vicious cycle because you're ashamed of it. And then you keep turning back to it over and over and over again.
1: I I mean that, that right there, it's, it only reinforces it. Yep. You know what, like what, and you, you, every time you just burying it and you burying it more and you just burying it deeper and deeper until, I mean, you can't even see it anymore. And now you and now and now that's that's when the the what you mentioned uh with, which you know I have tons of experience with the anger the the projection of hostility out into the air that energy where does that energy come from it just I mean it's usually from buried emotions um buried emotions that 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 we we as men, don't have the tools to express and society just reinforces don't do that. But I mean, women, I mean, women are just so courageous, you know, they, they wear that they will, you know, and it's no, it's no secret, you know, you look at the average lifespan of women, you know, amongst just any country you know, they are, they, they usually live a little bit longer. And, you know, I, you know, I learned something from, um, you know, I was listening to this life coach who I'm, I'm, I'm in this theater production now and she came on and she was talking about how emotions sit in the body, you know, and, and how these emotions can sit in our shoulders. They can sit in our hips and, you know, they can form these knots and, you know eventually lead to disease and um you know those things that it, it, it just makes complete sense you know we we will wonder why we have a little knot in our shoulder or we'll have you know why our hips are tight um you know it could possibly possibly you know be from just buried emotions that 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 we never addressed at the time mm. I believe that because I mean, that that's kind of the whole
0: concept behind going to get a massage, like you're stressed out, you need a massage. So, uh, and you mentioned the tools that you use. So uh, let's, I want to go back to the writing. So what was your style when you first started writing? And then how has it transitioned? And what got you
1: to a point where you're like, I want to share this with the world? Wow well b i started writing because i was drowning Mm. Uh, when i was writing i was underwater i was i was trying to get out of the depths um i I was trying to understand what was happening in my inner world um So i just and you know it just it really just came out as confessions i don't even call them writings i just Mm -hmm. call them confessions and um they were just me confessing all of the things that that had happened all the things that i'd learned all the shame all the guilt um all the lying that i'd done um i was trying to get that out um and then i finally got to a point place Um, where I wasn't drowning anymore. And once I wasn't drowning anymore, I just started writing to inspire and encourage from what I'd learned looking inside myself. Um, You know, and then I got to a point where, okay, I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy putting words together in a way that people that he that it evokes something in people um so then i started writing just for fun you know so now i'm in that stage i'm in in a stage now where i'm writing for fun and my imagination has been opened again like i have space in my mind for imagination again i didn't have any space in my mind when i was drowning i was just I was just trying to get this darkness out. Just uh, just had dark clouds all over my, all over my head, all over my mind, all over my heart. I was trying to write, write, write that out, and um. So now, it, now I'm in this stage where I'm 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 exploring. I'm imagining. I'm experimenting with with different different styles of poetry, trying to. I'm finding my finding my uh my style like what is my style of poetry. Um that that's where I am now but when I started it was it was all therapy. What drew you
0: therapy. Yeah, so what drew you to what's drawn you as you've gotten out of of the darkness to poetry
1: specifically? Yeah. Um, I tell you, poetry, what drew me to poetry at first, I mean, you know, hip hop is in my blood, it's in our blood, you know, so you listen to those great poets and, you know, Lauren Hill being, Lauren Hill being a, a, a big inspiration, um, because of her artistic way of expressing her emotions um in in her MTV album that that album I just I mean it was it was one point in time where I think I had that album on repeat for like for like 3 months like cuz I was just like, hit. Was like man she she is speaking to me um you know and then I start listen, listening to Nikki Giovanni Sonia Sanchez maya angelo tony morrison alice like just all of the greats uh but poetry in Pacific. what pulls me to poetry it's the the ability to describe something that you see describe something that you see in your unique way um i, I realized you know recently i have realized that poetry is you know, you 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 looking at the world, and you're in the world, and you're walking through the world, and you're just interpreting it, interpreting it through your lens, um, using using your life experience, and using just the ingredients of the world. Uh, poetry to me is like it's it's satisfying. It's just so satisfying to read something from Sonia Sanchez or uh, Maya Angelou, that because they have, you can feel them in it. You can like feel their personality in it. You can feel who they are and, uh, and just their uniqueness. Um, that that is what. The, the, the ability to put myself in something. Mm. Uh, that That's what attracts me to poetry. And
0: when did you discover, you mentioned you're, you're good at the the live poetry. You like live performances. I've watched you on Instagram, Instagram Live, doing poetry where you take a phrase someone gives you and you will create a poem off that. When did you discover that skill? Because that's
1: incredible to me. It's like freestyling. You know, I I bought the typewriter, and it sat on a table for about nine months. I, you know, when I bought the typewriter, I knew that I would. I knew that I would eventually use it. I, I think I was just a little bit hesitant because. It's like, oh man, I think is this really my path? Like, I I, I think I really uh, I I was hesitant to 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 claim myself as a writer. I was hesitant to claim myself as a typist. Um, to like to validate that because it's like, are you sure? Like, this is this is what this is what this is what you want to do? And um. You know i eventually got to the point where i mean i just couldn't i couldn't i can't really go a day without you know putting pen to paper or, or journaling or you know just doing something um particularly you know expressing myself that's just a habit and that um i kind of just saw the vision i saw i saw the vision of me set up somewhere at a park People are coming up. They give me a theme. They give me idea. They give me. I saw the whole vision within fifteen seconds. Mm. I, you know, I've, I've I've seen the whole vision. I saw the whole vision of setting up on stage. You know, and I've done that. I saw the vision of setting up at an airport. I've done that. I've I've just. Um, it all came to me. It all is. You can call it God. Um, I call it God. You know, the 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 vision came to me, and it was this is it. It was so scary that I didn't believe it. You know, so it was just like, man, am am I really going to do this? Um, And it was it was just a vision that came, and you know, I I guess I I attribute that to just walking in this path. Just walking in this path and trusting in this path and knowing that, you know, you're going to continue to get better, you know, because I, you know, I'm still, I'm still at a place in life where I feel, you know, I'm, 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 I'm continuously improving every day, you know, when I practice and you're eventually going to get to a point where you like what you see on the paper and I'm starting to like what I see on the paper. I'm, I'm at that point where, okay, I feel pretty good about where I am and I just got to continue to practice and keep going. But, um, I just attribute the tool. I'm going to finally saying, I'm going to do this. Once you put it out there, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Having faith on that path, although it's scary because the visions are going to come
0: that's incredible and like i'll show we'll we'll tell you where to find marcus's stuff cuz it is it's amazing as well uh and speaking of more tools that you've used in your mental wellness journey i know you do a lot of yoga mindfulness meditation i had the pleasure of taking one of your men's mornings meditations how did you go from okay i'm writing to now i'm getting into yoga i'm getting into meditation
1: Man, you know b i think it's all grouped together you know i think i think all of it is a meditative state uh and you know how i describe a meditative state is just being in the present moment uh being in the now being here now like you know i i I have to, it's all, you know, moving to Oregon, but before I moved to Oregon, my life was so noisy. My life was so busy. My life was always on the go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And you know, not that I don't have a schedule today or. I don't have obligations and responsibilities, but I've had an opportunity um, to just spend a lot of time in silence, just naturally, because I'm I'm not in the normal environment. I'm not in my normal environment, um, it, it, that being South Carolina. And because of that, I spent a lot of time in nature and just, you know, when you're amongst nature, when you're amongst, you know, the evergreen trees, or, you know, you just on a hike or you're on a walk, you, you, your, your mind, your mind is still because everything around you is still, everything around you is silent, everything around you. So you, you're naturally going to just fall into the rhythm of your environment. And I've fallen into the rhythm of just time to just walk, time to just sit, time to just be still and, and, and just be amongst the trees. And um, that has been so, it was so needed for my mind. You know, because my mind was just—it it was so busy, busy, busy you know, all of our minds are. You know, everybody, everybody's mind is busy. But I, I believe that you know, w- w- we owe it to our mind to also give it some time to, to to rest. And yoga is a practice of being in the present moment. And 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 when I say that, that that means. Uh, not in not in your mind not not thinking about anything but just watching the birds or not thinking about anything but just heck watching a squirrel crawl up the tree you, you, like our, our our mind our mind needs order our mind our mind needs a challenge but you know but I think you know it our mind also appreciates when we um, take some time for it to just be still as well. And that's what, that's what yoga teaches. Yoga teaches uh, you to steady, steady your mind. Um, you know, w- which, which is a big part of how I'm able to catch when I'm about to go into an impulsive mode. Um, when I'm about, I'm able to catch uh when I'm feeling loneliness I'm able to catch it because I'm my mind is able to just be still for a second and you know yoga meditation writing uh being in nature I, I think I, they're, they're all kind of grouped grouped as one um it's it's really just depends on the depends on the day um, but, you know, you know, some that some you have, some you do every day, you know, I, you know, mindfulness, nature, movement. You know, I try to, I try to move my body every day. Well, at least six days a week. Um, I try to sit still every day and I try to go in nature every day because those three things, just the mind uh, the, the the mind like smiles a little bit uh, when 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 I have those those three uh, components in my life. So
0: for me, someone who's done some some mindfulness, some meditation stuff, I haven't made the leap over to yoga yet. And I think part of the reason is I have these preconceived notions. We talked a little bit about the the masculinity thing, but then also. I don't know if it's a South Carolina thing or what, but I think of yoga as being a very a very white community.
1: Absolutely.
0: How have you found that to be in your experience and I know y'all are doing a lot of stuff as well to kind of break down those walls.
1: Man. Well, in America it is very Eurocentric um that that is without a doubt it is um not a lot of people have reappropriated the the practice and that's unfortunate because it's such a ancient ancient healing ancient healing practice that you know is the, derived in in India you know thousands of years ago um You know people have been practicing breathing techniques for thousands of years in the eastern world um and you know in the 60s it kind of migrated over here because of you know a lot of a lot uh one big component being ram das ram das did a lot for the culture of yoga and, and 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 it spread into spread into America and you know it's not yeah you really have to do your own <laughs> you have to do your own research uh when it when it comes to that because it, it's just so um, it has been washed um and it's more of a and you know people really don't understand what yoga is yoga the the word itself means Union union with all and, and, you know, that message can be equated to, um, you know, seeing everything as a part of you, um, that, that, that's really the whole message of yoga. Yoga is really not a, it, it, it's, it's a physical practice but it's it's really a a, a a spirit it's 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 its own spiritual practice as well you know and you know i you know with that being said like it's that that part has been misconstrued people just think yoga is is stretching and um you know putting yourselves in different movements i personally i don't even do I don't I I do yoga maybe twice a week, the physical practice, the spiritual practice is is um just as it, it it will be equated to to Buddhism, it would be equated to Christianity, Islam, you know, like all of these different philosophies of and, and, and ways of thinking. Um, you know, I in, in You know, with yoga, it's more of me, I see it as a practice of being, practice of breathing, number one. So, breathing, learning how to breathe, and just being in the present moment. And and it's it's really just, for me, it's just that simple. Um, Yoga helps me stay in the present moment. And, and, you know, it, it, and we could just like really cut it at that. But, you know, it's so many more components to it. You know, they have the yamas and the niyamas, which are just which would be similar to the Ten Commandments. You know, it's all about righteous living, you know, just like Christianity is about righteous living. Well, you know, and Buddhism about righteous living and and being kind and loving people. Though the, All of those things are universal no matter the doctrine you know all but all of them have just been twisted and misconstrued like just just over time every religion has every philosophy and religion have been just been misconstrued just because you know people want to uh feel as if they're more powerful than the than the practice and um you know for me it's it's um, heck, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a practice of being in the moment, being in the moment, and um, yeah, just acceptance. Man,
0: you might have talked me into it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I know y'all got a lot going on with Zen Eminem. Yes, and part of that is making yoga and mindfulness practices accessible for people of color, black people, whoever, uh, and move away from that Eurocentric yoga stereotype I have in my head, at least. Um, and that it sounds like it's very real, but also you're making it inclusive in terms of financially where you have offer certain services that you can pay what you can afford why is it important for you and your wife to to be inclusive in both of those
1: aspects well capitalism is uh it runs our life you know it, it makes up it kind of makes the decisions for us in life um it, and I mean that's just the society the society we live in it's it's just so st- it causes a lot of stress, you know, um, I, I, you know, I understand the system and, um, and its benefits, but also it's, it's, it's negatives. Um, it's a lot of negatives. There's a lot of benefits to come with capitalism. There's a lot of negatives that come with capitalism. And, um, you know, for us, this is such a, it's so precious to our heart, like, and just what what it's done for our mood, what mindfulness, nature, and movement has done for our well-being, our mental well-being. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, yeah, you you struggle. you I mean, you, do we make a lot of money? No, we don't make a lot of money, but it's. It's such a, um, this practice isn't about making a lot of money. I mean, quite frankly, the business isn't about making a lot of money. Would we like to one day? Absolutely. Um, But we made a decision in the beginning that if we go into it with that intention, we are missing the very point of Zen we are missing the very point of the word zen zen means calm zen means doing being still being calm in your body just being we can't charge we can't charge people because, because of the word, but because of, but because of the the lineage of this practice, it, it, it's it, this this is free. You know, breathing is free. The air is free. Um, nature is free. Movement is free. Like all of these things, we just wanna. We- you, you know, we understand that, you know, we have certain skills that we offer, you know, my my, my wife being a certified yoga teacher, you know, m- myself being being one, you know, my, my skill is being able to put words together in a way where people can 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 understand them. Um, we, we know that we offer that we, we know that. But. Brandon, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, this is more of like a, a, a karma business and a legacy mm-hmm. business more than anything. You know, what what, what we thought what, what we're thinking so like far-sighted, like, what is our legacy? Um uh we, we would rather our legacy be something that is we, we have black kids meditating and and that if if we can get black kids to meditate we know that we've we've lowered the chances of violence and it of 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 inner violence that them feeling inner violence because the practice of meditation it's it's science-based you know it's not it's, it's not anything that's that's um you know, obviously there's a spiritual component to it, but there's so many studies that have been done behind meditation. That's research based. And it shows that it lowers your blood pressure. It shows that it helps with bowel movements. It shows that it it increases attention span, you know, and, and our critical thinking skills, like all of these benefits that come with meditation, a practice of it. Um, a consistent practice of it, all of these things, it's good for your health, you know? So, I mean, it's, I guess we're thinking more legacy than anything when when, when we thought about that model and, you know, we, we'll figure out a way to make money, you know, it, we'll figure out how to make money in other ways. But when, when it comes to this, we just want people to meditate or, or we want people to Explore the possibilities and, and know that there's a, that, that, that there are options when it comes to meditation. You don't have to sit still. You don't have to sit in the room and breathe. Um, you can do that if you want to. And, you know, that's my preferred way. But there's so many other ways that you can meditate.
0: I think that was the most shocking thing when I did the the men's meditation with you is that I expected to we're going to sit here. We're going to breathe. And you led me, you led all of us, felt like it was just me, uh, through the practice of Qigong, I believe. Yes. If you could explain what that is, and it was super interesting to me, and it caught me off guard, and it it was, I
1: felt great afterwards. Yeah, and you know, it's another another ancient, ancient, ancient healing practice um, that's, to this day prescribed in the Eastern world. Like the doctors, doctors will prescribe Qigong to people. Qigong is uh, ancient movement as medicine. It's the best way to like, just put three words on it. And I like to describe it like as a, just a massage for your nervous system, you know, we'll, we'll, we have such a normal pace within our day. Our, our pace is just so programmed um, the way we walk. It's it, our pace, our gait is programmed. The way we move our hands is programmed. When you get in the Qigong for that five to 10 to 30 minutes, you're breaking that program and you are you you with your mind with your body are initiating movements in a slower pace the whole idea behind qigong is to interrupt purposely interrupt your daily pace purposely so you you would you would normally you know just move your hand um, at, at, at a normal rate or, or, you know, you move your feet or you walk at a normal rate. In Qigong, you will put your mind on your feet and move at a slower rate. And what that's doing, that's showing your nervous system, that's telling your nervous system that you're in charge, that the mind is in charge. So you're, you're, you're giving the mind control over your body versus your body being in control over your mind. And that, that can, that's just another way of meditating. It's just another form of slowing your pace down in life. And you don't have to move at that pace for 24 hours out of the day. You could just do it for an hour. Or you can do it for five minutes, or you can do it for thirty minutes. Any little bit is going to any little bit is going to improve your well-being if you do it consistently. It, it, it's it, it's going to slow you down in life. It's going to you you know for me personally, what I've seen is done be it's raise my level of discernment and when i say that like the, the like the like the ability to make a decision that is wise um it's i'm able to respond versus react um You know, and this, I mean, this, I didn't see any benefits the first nine months and I wanted to quit, you know, so I'm just like the first three months I was just like I was done the first six months I was done for the the practice is cumulative. So the more that you do it, you, 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 you're not going to notice the changes because you're changing from the inside out. And when you change from the inside out, it's just naturally you start to see the world from just from a completely different lens.
0: I mean, that's what was wild to me, because I know myself, I'm very energetic. I'm enthusiastic. I'm just 100 miles an hour. But you don't know that you're always 100 miles an hour until you're trying to take your hand and slowly move it up. In the I, air, and then you're like, "Oh man, I can't do this to save my life." And you're like, "Okay, maybe I do need to take a little break and just be still and just relax a little bit." Because I was just—I look like I was doing a TikTok dance at the first part.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and you know what good. else? You you know what else is a good thing? Be like this. This is this is the thing to know. This is what I've noticed. Do do. When you go to the gym, do a squat at your normal pace versus doing a squat five seconds down. Doing a push-up at your normal pace versus doing a push-up and doing it and taking five seconds on the way down to do it. Not only is it harder, not only is it harder, it makes you stronger.
0: Time on attention
1: and it's and it's it's that it's it's that that I'm trying it's that that I'm getting at that 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 is the that's the difference right there it, it's when you do something and you put your mind on it and you like an eccentric push-up or eccentric squat and you not only is it harder, it, it's it's harder because the 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 mind wants to, but no, you're telling the mind, no, we're in charge. I'm in charge. I'm, we're going to go five seconds versus two seconds down. And the more that you do that, the more the mind will realize, oh, I'm in charge, not oh oh, I'm in charge, not not the body. I'm in charge, and. I mean, it's just like, it, it's it's almost as if the the more you do it, the, the the more you get used to it, like you do it after a year, the mind doesn't really want anything else to like, like it, it wants that challenge. It wants that challenge of going five seconds down on the pushup versus going two seconds down on the pushup because it, it's, it, it, Again, it's so cumulative that it's just going to make you stronger.
0: No, completely agree. Um, I need to get into it even more because just that one little snippet, I was like, oh, you kind of identify, all right, these are the weaknesses. This is what needs to be worked on. Let's see what we can make happen. And it is like a challenge aspect to it where that that competitiveness
1: gets into it. I'm like, man, I can right. I can move this arm slower than that. And, and that that's the thing that's why I love doing it with like with athletes over time athletes athletes get into it like at Lewis and Clark when I was coaching there we would do some qigong and then we would do some eccentric push-ups like a five second down push-up and it's just like are you gonna let your mind are you go, are you gonna let the mind win or are you in charge of the mind? That's how I would frame it to them. You know, are you gonna let them you gonna let the mind win right now? Or are you in charge of the mind? Can you hold that plank for one minute? You know, can you hold that can can you hold that in that pull-up position for for 10 seconds? That that's all all meditation. Cause you're in charge of the mind.
0: Mm. Yeah, so highly recommend that. And just kind of talking more about what y'all are doing at, at Zim m M&M, what other offerings do y'all have? I know you mentioned your wife is a, a licensed yoga teacher. You're doing the writing thing as well. But what what else do y'all offer for people who are interested?
1: My wife teaches yoga here um, at a studio called Harmony. So that that's run through Zen MM. Uh Partner yoga. Partner yoga is, is a lot of fun um and you know all of these are low locally based you know for the people in south carolina we have a poetry subscription you know where you receive four poems a month and that's 25 dollars um we, we work with schools uh to, to we have a program called meditate m-e-d-i-t and the number eight um and and, and that's for elementary school kids so we create programs working with a school in newberry working with a few schools here in in, in oregon create meditation programs for elementary schools um you know but it's more of a lo- uh, more of a locally based okay. locally based, where, where if you know if you're here in portland um we yoga partner yoga or the monday through friday offerings uh that that we usually have and um obviously the poetry uh but you you know it's it's you know w- w- we have you know poems for sale um that that are online uh we do custom poetry um but you know really zen Eminem is a it's a lifestyle that we want that 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 we want to introduce to people that they that, that that's an option to adopt just to improve your well-being that you know that's what it is so you know we always have a uh, we we have a um a, a newsletter that goes out every Thursday um and you can go online to zenmnm.com and sign up for that newsletter where you hear about everything that's going on, everything that we're doing. There's always tips um, that, you know, daily tips that we have, um, daily exercises that you can do. And um, our blog, you know, so our, our blog always has some um, some useful information when it comes to your health on there. But um, yeah, that's, that, that that's pretty much the gist of it.
0: Okay, and we're gonna put those links in the show notes as well, but awesome. i and I know we're running up on time, but I did want to ask you, why was it important for you to move to to Oregon?
1: yeah so I could learn who I was, so I could learn who I was outside of outside of my bubble Mm -hmm. i was i grew up in you know south carolina being a small state you know i wanted to learn who is marcus outside of football because that's all you know my, my identity was wrapped in football in the state of South Carolina, that that's, that's what I'm known for. That's how everybody knows me, but I could no longer play football anymore. So the, uh, I felt like it was important for me to separate from my environment to learn who I was outside of the game. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was scary. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. It was scary, but uh, cause I was leaving a lot of comfort. But I think the comfort is what was holding me back from learning, from learning, really learning who I was. I had to put myself in a different, put myself in a different place so I could learn who I was. Because growth is often uncomfortable. Ah, that's what it is. That's
0: so, what it is. I mean, I was a little shocked, too, because... Like you said, that was I couldn't imagine Marcus Lattimore. When I thought Marcus Lattimore, football player, I couldn't imagine you ever having to to like pay for dinner or anything.
1: And and that and, and that was and that was the case. You know, like I mean, it, it was it was you. You're, you're exactly right. Like it, it was. I I rare in Colombia, I rarely had any worries, and that you know that. Uh, a lot of people, you know, would say, you know, then what, wh- why would you move? It, for me, it was, I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I needed to find my way. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. You know, it, uh, you know, we hear all the stories about you know, like people, people with hundreds of millions of dollars, who are who are who are just unfulfilled and unhappy. We, we we've heard that story thousands of times, and you know it. You know, part of I think part of the reason is because you know you spend your life chasing something and and you, and you, and you, I mean, you, you make it happen. Like, like I I made it happen. I went to college and I played and, you know, I spent two years in in, in the NFL and made it happen, but okay. Now, but now I got 70 more years to live. Now what? So it, it was, it was really that just trying to figure out what's next.
0: What's been the most surprising thing you've learned being outside of South Carolina where you thought, Oh, this was normal life. But now you're in Oregon. You're like, wait, why, what is not necessarily, I guess, what is wrong with South Carolina, but maybe it is, what is wrong with South Carolina? Why are they doing that? Oh man.
1: That is, that's a question. Um...
0: Cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you my own experience with that. Yes, please. So I went to, the Raleigh-Durham area. And this was only a couple of years ago. And I went to a restaurant and it was, it was a nice restaurant as nice as as I'm gonna go to. And uh, you saw people of all colors, like intermingling at tables. And it was strange to me. Cause like, if I go downtown Charleston, like this is where all the white people will go to eat. And this is where all the black people go to eat. And you might see one or two within that mixed in. Like it's not a completely 100% one way or the other, but to see that much of a mix in Charleston is supposed to be like the liberal part of South Carolina. Right. And it's still so segregated feeling. So when I, I was looking around at this restaurant, I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Couldn't believe it. <laughs>
1: You, you know South Carolina is a product of its history you know I mean we all know that I mean hell South I mean Charleston was like one of the wealthiest cities in America at one point because of we I mean because of slaves you know and that uh, we, We, when you, we, we are, I'm, I'm proud to be a South Carolina, I'm proud to be a South Carolinian, but I don't necessarily agree with all the values of South Carolina. And, you know, when I say that, I mean, it's just, we value, we value some things that are, um. It's, it's, I don't agree with the mindset of South Carolina. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with the mindset, although I'm, a pr- although I'm a proud South Carolinian and that's what made me and that, and, and that, and I'm, I'm proud to be, but because now I have a different mindset, you know, that, you know, you can, you know, I, I felt um in south carolina particularly my situation i saw racism from inside the bubble and when i say that i was i was inside of a um i had always been inside whiteness like like insulated, insulated inside whiteness. So I saw racism from a completely different lens. You know, I would I would be treated a certain way, and then I would see a black male, same height, same size, look just like me treated a completely different way. That when I started to notice that, um, I was just like, okay, our mindset i don't i don't we 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 have to wake up like we like we have to wake up and realize that like white supremacy is a real thing white supremacy is a real thing um the patriarchy is a real thing which you know we're part of but you know it's like those two things kind of they still operate pretty heavy in south carolina um I mean, they, and they are, I say South Carolina, they operate everywhere, but, you know, here in, in living in Oregon, living in Portland, I've been exposed to a different mindset and a different way of living. And it's, um, you know, Portland ain't perfect at all. I mean, God way. I mean, it's, it was a city on fire when I got here, just like a city of Armageddon, but. One thing I appreciate about the city of Portland is that the things that are done behind closed doors in every household in America, at least they're on display here. Um, and there's white supremacy here in Portland, lots of it, but there's also, it was the, this the first time in my life where i've been exposed to white people that are actually um they also know this white supremacy so you you got half and half you got more you got uh, you got white supremacists but you also got people that fight white people that fight back fight back against white supremacy i appreciate that uh here in portland and and I don't know. That's a, obviously that's a different environment. So
0: yeah, we might need to bust some of them over here. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, to end it on a on a more positive note, I did some research. I feel like we've talked about Marcus Lattimore the person. Like I feel like I got a pretty good idea of you, but I want to go even deeper into that really quickly. I hear that you are and correct me if I'm wrong. A German dessert expert. Can you discuss German
1: desserts? German
0: desserts?
1: I mean, European desserts.
0: Okay. I heard because you you mentioned you like sugar, but I hear like, you know, you know, European desserts on another level similar to how you know mindfulness and and meditation techniques.
1: You know, there's this place called Ken's Artisan Bakery here in Portland. And they they use they actually they use butter they use this butter from Burgundy, France. It makes everything taste different. The croissants, the the the, the morning buns, the every every different type of pastry that you could imagine um, tastes tastes completely different when you use that type of butter. In Germ, now, my sister lived in Germany. Um and she would send treats all the time. You know, so maybe that's where that came from. It might be. Okay. Maybe hmm. that's where it that came from. Your European yeah, European desserts. I mean like French, European, like Germany, France. Um we definitely spent a lot of time in the in the and the patisserie is there. Ain't no doubt about that.
0: There we go. And then I saved this, this question for last because I needed us to have a time limit or else I felt like this was going to take up the whole hour and a half. Can you talk to me about the beauty and the just the the being
1: of dogs? Oh. Oh, man. You talk about, um, we were talking about living in the present moment. Dogs don't know any other function. They are a dog. Can't lie DMX said that a dog can't lie. A dog can't lie to you. Um, they're like the gatekeepers of presence. Like presence, like they just remind, dogs remind me to be present. Mm. Dogs remind me to live in the moment. Um, you know, my, my, my beloved, the standard poodle mocha, that's our dog. She is, oh no, they're just, they're, they're fat, they're fascinating creatures, but at the same time, they're not you know i find them fascinating because they always are in the now and um i can't imagine life without dogs i can i can't imagine my life without a dog uh, i just dogs i love i mean just animals in general i mean like just they are you know, if we could, if, if, if we could, if we could learn something from them, you know, I think it would just, just, just be the, the ability to like, just live in the moment. I and, completely agree. Hell, I mean, that's easy. That's easy for, for, for me to say when we got all of these responsibilities on a daily basis. But I mean, I think we all deserve a little bit of that, a little bit of time to just be in the moment. Amen. And
0: I will do commercials for dogs for free. Like, I, I love my dog. I can, I'm the same way. I cannot imagine life without a dog. Um, he's probably gonna get some treats when I get off here with you because I just, I just miss him. So, um, so yeah, Marcus, where can people find you what you got coming up next? I'm gonna clear out and let you say what you got to say.
1: Thank, Thank you for this opportunity B. um, i have a theater production coming up here in portland um my sc peeps come see me i'll be performing um june 7th through june 18th at the portland playhouse the name of the play is the sounds of afrolytical movement um i have a spoken word album That'll be releasing between June 25th and June 30th. And that'll be available on all streaming platforms. um, On Instagram, I'm Marcus Lattimore underscore. On Twitter, I'm Marcus Lattimore. And all of that information will be coming up soon um, on on both of those sites. And yeah, go check out www.zenmnm.com. Um, and keep up with what we're doing. Uh, We have a newsletter. Uh, Sign up for that newsletter. Come And when you're in Portland, come holler at us.
0: Mm. Marcus, man, I cannot thank you enough for this. This has been incredible for me. Uh, Man, you're crushing it, man. I appreciate you. This has been another episode of Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and share, and I will catch y'all next week.